looks like in the Johnson household. All right, you can take them away. All right, so what is your yes? What does that mean and why did we call the conference, what is your yes? You know, I remember when our first son, when Cade was born and, you know, and when you're pregnant, people have all these words of wisdom about being a mom and childbirth. They give you all these opinions, which is just comical to me. Some of them are great. Some of them are really not great. And you get to sift through a lot of it. But the most common one that I heard was, it's a love unlike anything you've ever experienced in your life. And I remember it almost to the point, it, it almost got to the point where it kind of scared me a little. I'm like, you know, I, I have this love that, that I feel f- for my husband, and, and is it going to somehow replace that, or is it going to change that? Or I have this love that I have for the Lord, and, and, and people talk about it almost above that. And so I remember Cade was born, he was born three weeks early, so he looked kind of like a combination between a Sharpe puppy and Benjamin Button. Too much skin on a little bitty body. He was kind of cute. He's real cute now, but he kind of went through a little bit of a phase. It, is it possible to turn on any more lights at all? That'd be great. I want to be able to see all your pretty faces and not have you fall asleep when I'm talking. I'm a words of affirmation love language person. Is that anyone else in the room? Words of affirmation? Uh-huh. Shout me down, laugh at my jokes. Even if they're not funny, it'll make me feel better. And so Cade was born. Thanks, baby. See, that's my baby. She shouted me down. She knows what's up. So Cade was born and, you know, and we pass him around and, and I have the moment where he, you know, he's kind of purple, but it's a beautiful feeling and, and everyone leaves and we're in the hospital room and I look at, and, and, and I'm holding, and I'm holding Cade and I look at Bob and I said, I still choose you. And it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a revelatory statement. It was almost like it bubbled up from my soul. Like, like, oh, I, I still choose you. And there's been, there's been highs and lows on the journey of our married life. And through each of them, I've still chose him. And for so many of us, we say yes to God when we get saved. How many of you, how many of you have been saved more than 10 years? 20, 30, 40, 50. Come on now. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone that sells their hands up, like, please don't just ca- stop counting. Stop it. <laughs> I was saved when I was two. And we say yes to God on that day. We say, God, I say yes. Whether the experience was an encounter, you come to the altar, or he encountered you individually in a hotel room, or whatever that, whatever that experience looks like. Most of you, I'm sure all of you remember where you were when you said that yes. And... <laughs> The mama in me is going to have a hard time if she keeps talking because I'm like, my heart. Oh, no, don't apologize. Are you kidding? You're loving on her. And so we say yes to him. And then life happens, and, and we still have this yes. But the reality is, is how often do we come back to him and say, I still choose you? How often do we take a minute to posture our heart and say, I still choose you? Yes, we absolutely worship him on Sunday mornings. Yes, we worship him throughout our week. We read our word. We go through the process of life, but there's something significant about stopping and saying, I still choose you. 
See, because it's the yes to God that alters the course of every, every relationship, every decision that you make from that point on. It's the filter by which you live. It's the filter by which you decide, who am I going to marry? It's the filter by which you decide, which job should I take? It's the filter by which you decide, should I watch that movie or should I not watch that movie? Chris Valentin put something, said something about saying yes to God in a really powerful way. He said, when you give God a big yes, all the little no's somehow fade away. We're so often focused on all the no's. No, I shouldn't do this. No, I shouldn't do that. No, I'm struggling with this. But the reality is, is if we give God a big yes, all of a sudden the no's are insignificant because our focus is the yes. Our focus is his face. Our focus is his heart. And then the no's somehow fade away. The Holy Spirit cleans us and, 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 and the no's somehow fade away. So what is your yes? Our heart for you this weekend is that you would leave here with a better understanding of what your yes is. What's your yes in the workplace? What's your yes within your family? What's your yes on the day-to-day? What's your call? What is it that at the end of your life when you're standing before him, what's the crown on your head that you want to throw at his feet? What's in it? And the truth is, is your yes is not the same as mine. Yes, we all have the same one. We all sing together in one course and we say yes to him, but it's a different yes. The, the, the walking it out looks different. Don't try to be the person next to you. Don't try to be the person in front of you. Don't try to be the person up here. There isn't a replacement for you. There isn't a replacement for you. I think so often of some of the greats that have gone before us and that are still with us. And I think, what if they had said no? See, I, I'll, y'all, I'll tell you all a little bit about my story more tomorrow. But in my journey with the Lord, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an optimistic person. I'm a glasses half full. I can see the humor in just about anything. Um, I can definitely see God's hand, the hand of the Lord in, in, in just about any situation. I'm able to see his faithfulness, see his goodness. And I had this one exception to the rule moment about five years ago where I was curled up in the ball in the fetal position in our bed, and we were homeless at the time. We were living with friends for eight months, and, and I said, this isn't worth it. It's not a price I'm willing to pay. I'm done. I still serve you. But whatever the reward is at the end of this, it's not worth it. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not, I'm not going to get into theology. God, good, devil, bad. Real simple. It's black and white. Okay? Everyone say it with me. God, good. Devil, bad. Okay. Got it? You're welcome. You can leave now. We're done. No. So I just remember having this moment saying, this is no longer worth it. I'm done. And it was an exception to the rule moment that my husband helped me through and we prayed and worshiped and, well, he turned on worship music because at that time I couldn't remember scripture or anything. And we got past that moment. And then about two years ago, we went into this season that just was the most impossible season of my life. Uh, Both my parents passed away within 18 months of each other. We had two deferred adoptions and it was just a really trying time. And not once in the course of those two years did I question his goodness or his faithfulness. But there was this one point, this one moment where I was having trouble connecting to his heart. See, 
going to the highs is easy. Going to the depths is hard. I love how the Lord uses the world. He uses nature. He uses science to speak to us. So the perfect example of this, the stars and the galaxies, we know a lot about. We get a little confused on Pluto, but other than that, we know what's going on upstairs. But over 80% of our oceans are undiscovered. Over 80%. And the ocean is the vast majority of the world. And in today, in 2015, over 80%, we still don't know what out, what's out there. The greatest science, the greatest technology, we just don't know. Going to the highs is easy. Going to the depths is hard. So we can come together in worship time, and, 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 that, and that's one of my favorite things to do. I love corporate worship. It's incredible. And we can go to the highs. But it's that secret place. It's the stillness. It's the quiet. It's your closet when you're hidden away that the depths are discovered. It's what does it look like when you're walking through the pain? That's when you get to the depths. That's when you search out the ocean of his heart and you discover the vastness of who he is and the vastness of his, of his um, just desire and his love for you. So over the course of the last two years, I had this moment where I just wasn't, I couldn't go deeper. I could feel him and he was there and I could talk to him and I could hear him, but I just couldn't go deeper. And how many of you know, once you've started going deep, like you're never satisfied, full but not satisfied. Can I get an amen? Is that anyone else? Yeah, full but not satisfied. And I just was not satisfied. I'm going, God, what is this? I just, I feel like I'm hitting this wall. Why am I hitting a wall? And, and I almost like brought before him my pedigree of, God, I, I worship, I've worshiped you through these last two years. I've worshiped you through these hard seasons. I've said that you're good and faithful. I've read your word. I've done all the things that you're supposed to do, right? I've done all those things. How come I can't feel you in the depths? And he real gently said, baby, you don't trust me. And I got a little defensive. How many of you have ever done that? Anyone ever argued with God? If you don't raise your hand right now, you're lying. Uh-huh. Anyone ever argue with God? Yeah, those are my favorite. <laughs> and he's just such a good dad. He's like, oh, baby. All right, I'm going to listen, but I'm still right. And so I, I kind of got a little defensive. And, but then finally, I, 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 it resonated in my spirit, and I knew it was true. And so it was worship. That, that following Sunday was worship at church on Sunday. And have you ever had a worship set that's cut out for you? You're like, thank you very much. That was for me. Everyone else who was here, I'm really sorry, but that was mine. Anyone ever had that happen? Yeah. So this is one of those worship sets. We're singing songs like, you make me brave and oceans and going to the depths of the water and all about trusting God, right? And so I was at worship on Sunday morning and I said, okay, God, I'm making a decision. I'm saying yes to trusting you. I don't feel it, but I'm going to say yes, that I trust you. Now, we take our kids all over the world. We travel the nations. We go to dark places. Bob rescues kids out of trafficking. Our kids are coming with us this year to Cambodia, to Thailand, and then we're going into mainland China. So it's, it's not like we're just, I mean, we, we go to dangerous places. And so for me as a mom to say, okay, I'm just, I'm putting this all out there, and I'm saying, I completely trust you. I'll, I'll do whatever. It was a decision with no emotion. 
two weeks later, Bob's on a trip, and, and there's a reason I'm, I'm telling you this story. I feel like it's important to lay a foundation that we're all on the same page for the weekend. And two weeks later, Bob's at a trip, and, and I'm worshiping the Lord before I went to bed, and, and all of a sudden, the grace to trust him filled my soul. And beyond the grace to trust him, it was, a, it, it was a desire and a longing, a burning desperation to go wherever he wanted me to go, to do whatever he wanted me to do. Before this moment, I had these ideas of sort of what I thought it looked like and what it should look like and how I could impact. And, and then in this moment, I didn't care about any of that. I cared about none of that. I cared about being desperate for his heart. How many of you have seen the movie Compelled by Love with Heidi Baker? Did anyone seen that movie? Okay. Does anyone, do y'all know who Heidi Baker is? So, several of you, okay. So Heidi is the most, what I imagine, similar to Jesus when you're with her. She just, she oozes his heart. And there's this line in the movie Compelled by Love where she says, people tell me I'm their hero, but if they only knew him like I knew him, they wouldn't do anything less. And that line for me forever altered the course of my history with God. And I look back now over the path, over the journey, over the process, and not only would I do it again, but I would spend my life in the deepest, hardest season of the last two years from now until the end of my days, if it meant I got to feel this desperation in the pit of my soul and it would never go away. Now, do I have to do that? No, I don't. But would I? Absolutely. See, as a mom, there was a time where with my kids, I... I sort of, in a naive way, wanted their life to be easy. You know, you want your kid's life to be easy, which is valid and understandable. But then coming out the other side of the valley that we just walked through, I look back on the valley, and not only do I see beauty in the valley, but I trust the Lord to shepherd my kids' hearts through the valleys of their lives. And it's no longer about not wanting them to ever have a valley. It's about wanting them to know his heart for them and allow him to shepherd them through those valleys. So I don't know what your story is. I don't know why you're here. I don't know what your valleys are or your mountains. But I know that we serve the greatest shepherd in the world. He's a good shepherd. And he wants to shepherd your heart. In the movie, it take, uh, not It Takes a Zoo. What is that movie? We Bought a Zoo. Have y'all seen that movie, We Bought a Zoo? And there's the line in the movie where the dad is sitting with his son. He says, son, sometimes all it takes is 20 seconds of insane courage. A lot of you, you had a lot of dreams when you were a kid. They never came to pass. So some of you don't even remember them. And some of you said it's never going to happen. Some of you have said you're too old. Others have said you're too young. Others have said there's not enough money. Others have said there's not enough resources. There's not enough connections. There's not enough time. There's not enough 
And I'm here to tell you that not only do we serve a God who's more concerned about your heart than your call, we also serve the God that owns cattle on a thousand hills and will pour out the resources of heaven. So for a lot of you, you said yes. All of us have said yes at one point or another. So what I'm going to ask is I'm going to ask for you to have a 20 seconds of insane courage moment. And this may not be you. You may be at a place where you're there. You're with us. You're like, I say yes to God. Tell me what to do next. And if that's you, flipping awesome. Be interceding for those around you. But if it's not, if you've had dreams that have been shattered, if you've had things that you don't understand happen, if you've had loss, if you've had offense. And in your heart, there's this piece of your heart that's just having a little bit of hard time surrendering. I'm going to ask you to have 20 seconds of insane courage and give it to your shepherd. Because by that, yes, it will lay the foundation for the rest of the weekend. He won't let you down. It's not who he is. It's not in his nature. All right, so I want you to close your eyes. I feel like if this is you, you're supposed to stand. So if this is you, if you, if you feel like you just, you, of course your life is committed to the Lord. It's not that you're not committed to the Lord. But you just want to recalibrate your heart and say yes again. Yes after, after the joys and after the trials. You just want to say yes. I want you to stand up. All right, Father, we posture our hearts towards heaven. And we thank you for each and every person that is here tonight. We thank you for the fact that, um, that they are having courage to stand and having courage to say yes to you again. So I want you to repeat after me, Father, you are a good shepherd, and I trust you. I trust you with my life. I trust you with the life of my family. I trust you with my dreams. And right now, I say yes. Whatever it looks like, I am willing. Use me, God. I surrender to you. Amen. All right, y'all can sit down. Awesome, awesome. Well, hopefully you know us a little bit better now. We're just kind of us. Is that all right? Is that okay with everyone? Good. Thank you. Oh, I also forgot to tell you, and I feel like it's an important note. I was born in Dallas, Texas, so I am from the South, and I had fried green tomatoes at lunch today. It was awesome. 
so I'm feeling good. So anyway, we're just so excited to be here. My husband, Bob, he has been in full-time ministry for over 35 years now. It is his birthday tomorrow. Uh-huh. So drive him crazy and sing him happy birthday 6,000 times tomorrow. It'll be real fun. And y'all just give him honor as he comes up. Thanks, guys. Woo!